Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. I did allow my own frustration to come through rather than that toxic positivity where we tell ourselves we cannot feel angry about something. I allowed all of that to come through. But I had the emotional intelligence and platforms and tools to be able to help me to deal with that and not allow it to consume. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. I am your host, as always, Adele Johnston, the Menopause Coach. And today we are talking over and through a topic that we all encounter at some point in our lives that can truly derail our motivation. I've been talking to a lot of you in the background over the last month about lowering levels of motivation and confidence and just feeling that your oomph has gone. I'm also talking about difficult times or that feeling of things being hard. We're going to look at why that's not always a bad thing. Okay, in fact, it can be a catalyst for growth and for transformation. So I would love to invite you to go and grab your headphones if you don't already have them in. Let's get close and personal. Get yourself on your steps for health or find a comfy space to enjoy listening into this episode as we explore why there are challenges that we face, but that those challenges can be opportunities in disguise. So it's not a secret that menopause causes many symptoms and challenges for a lot of us throughout perimenopause, menopause and postmenopause stages of this life chapter for us ladies. But life has these series of ups and downs. Yeah, this roller coaster of experiences and it's our response to the difficult moments, to the hard times that truly define us and our future resilience. So we're going to talk a lot about that word resilience today. We have the power to choose our reactions and behaviours when life gets a bit tough or hard. But I'm not going to sit here and patronise you over a microphone by telling you that you simply just have to choose to respond well. Okay, you don't even need to respond powerfully or happily to situations that cause you to feel resentful or sad or upset or at times aggrieved. But I am going to explain how it can be possible for you to respond in a very positive way to things that cause all of what we've just said. Yeah, the the odd pity party or adult tantrum thrown in there too, because do you know what? We get to respond and we get to be in our truth that if something majorly pisses us off, we get to have an I'm pissed off response. And they're all relevant and allowed. But the first key point that I want to emphasize on all of this is that we have the power to choose our response. And that response is not just a single response. That response may be one that builds and grows. Okay, so we will build in reflection time into this as well. But when we're faced with adversity or something that feels hard or difficult, we can either react with frustration and negativity or we can respond with resilience and determination, or a bit of both. Okay, but it is entirely your choice. And this choice can be set in stone for you on how you respond to things. So are you someone who, when something 
really adversely happens to you or around you, you are the first one to shout or scream or swear? Or are you the person that stays silent for a moment to reflect before you make that response? But this is where it can be set in stone and also helps you to set your tone for the journey ahead. So let me share a story with you because I think a story always brings this to life a little bit. And this is about a woman that is in business. So let's call her businesswoman. And a client, um, we're going to name the client Rose. The client's real name is not Rose. This is a made up fictitious name so that we have something to refer to her as. Otherwise, I will get confused when I tell the story. So the businesswoman and the client were both in this beautiful (laughs) and really randomly aggression and compassion center stone. So once upon a time, because this is a story, in a sunny climate of the UK, there was a dedicated and very passionate businesswoman and coach. And she was well known for her exceptional coaching services, getting results and had recently onboarded a brand new exciting client that she was so excited about helping because she knew that with her support, the client would surpass all of her own business goals. So she was one of her business clients. Now, let's call the client Rose for toxic. Like we say, we're going to give her a name because it's just nicer and easier. And I love the name Rose. So Rose, everything seemed to be off to a magnificent start, really abundant, really energetic. Rose was so excited and happy about the collaboration and partnership. The businesswoman and coach was already working behind the scenes on how to start supporting Rose with her own goals and journey because Rose was in a hybrid support. Rose was a successful businesswoman who had approached the businesswoman and coach for further help in her business for growth but because she needed support with her own health, well-being and mindset practices for her menopausal journey. So Rose had signed her contract and for her support and service, she was really excited. All engagement was brilliantly high and the onboarding call was in both diaries, which was always a fun thing to see go in. But two days later, the coach, the businesswoman and coach, received an email from Rose that was filled with anger, frustration, aggression, and the words really stung the businesswoman and coach, as Rose had demanded a full refund with no valid reason or explanation, even though there was already some support going on in the background. The once eager and enthusiastic Rose, as a new client, had seemingly turned into a bitter and hostile stranger overnight, And it was unknown why and why she was being aggressive towards the businesswoman and coach in this way was really unknown. So the coach had been taken aback by the sudden change in attitude and decided to take a moment to reflect on the situation. She couldn't believe that a client like Rose, who had been so enthusiastic just days before, would become so hostile and aggressive and had to be something more to this story. So with the coach being that little bit emotionally, intelligently switched on and resilient, she understood that there was something else here. So a bit of careful consideration, the coach realised that Rosie's aggressive behaviour might be stemming from a hidden issue, something deeper, something more personal. And she decided to reach out to Rose, not in defence, but in genuine concern to offer some immediate support before the onboarding session. 
She acknowledged Rosie's frustration and confusion and offered her unwavering support during that time. The coach explained that she was genuinely committed to helping Rose succeed and wanted to understand the root of her dissatisfaction. Rose, however, responded with even more aggression. Her emails were making it clear that she was not ready to accept help or coaching at this time. So despite the relentless hostility, the coach and businesswoman chose to take a different path. She recognised that continuing to engage in this aggressive exchange of energy would only drain her energy and remove part of her belief and self-worth in herself, her happiness and of course for all of the other amazing women that she was supporting. She realised that sometimes the best way to protect oneself and we have to put ourselves first is to let go of a toxic situation or person for we always have that choice. Always. The coach sent a final email to Rose filled not with defensiveness or anger but with love and understanding. She wished Rose well on her journey, returned the money to Rose and let her know that she genuinely cared about her future success even if they could no longer work together again in the future. So the decision was taken. The businesswoman and coach had stepped away from that environment and made it abundantly clear that the doors would remain closed at this point because she was in protection mode of her energy. Now this act of, it could be seen as response, I like to see it as compassion and grace, was not easy And for any human being, we immediately will respond back in defensive retaliation to something where we are being questioned or something where we don't even understand what is happening, but the other individual is maybe swearing, shouting, being a little bit aggressive in how they're showing up. But what we've got to appreciate here is, even though it felt hard because the coach was being treated unfairly, it led the coach to question a lot of things that led the coach to question herself and her abilities and her desire to continue doing what she was doing. But after some reflection time, and in the end, she realised that protecting her own energy and well-being was more important than holding on to a toxic relationship that if starting off this way could only spiral out of control in the future. So as time passed, the coach learned from the situation and started to research more, started to look in more psychology-based literature, understand human behaviour more and more and understood that she had a gap in her understanding of why Rose had possibly reacted in this way. Now it's not for the coach to have really understood that. She had opened up and offered that support but Rose was clearly not in a position or a place, whatever had happened within those two days, to be able to accept that response and that support. So the coach continued to thrive in herself, in her belief, in her business and helping countless others achieve goals. She learned that sometimes it's best to let go of negativity and offer love and understanding and compassion, even in the face of aggression. And it was a lesson that she would carry with her throughout her career, always reminding herself that empathy and compassion were the most powerful tools in her own arsenal, but they had to be chosen over retaliation and aggression to retaliate to be to having aggression and having frustration laid down which can feel heavy and hard so I think it's clear that the coach was me in this situation right and this happened in 2022 I learned a lot from Rose who again is a fictitious name of course for this purpose 
and I give thanks to the situation upon reflection as it helped me refine a lot, to understand a lot, to strengthen my desire to learn more about human behaviour, so much so that I enrolled in my Masters of Psychology this year, 2023, in Stirling University. And it was a hard, very, very hard situation to deal with. Not only had I spent a lot of time and energy to this point with Rose to get her to this point, I'd lost a lot of money. I'd lost a lot of confidence. I lost a lot of happiness. I lost a lot of sleep. And that felt hard. Oh, but that hard wasn't bad. I think we can automatically associate things being hard with being bad. That wasn't bad because I never allowed it to become bad or to consume me. I never allowed it to stop me or derail me where I was going, but I did allow for it to be felt. I did allow my own frustration to come through rather than that toxic positivity where we tell ourselves we cannot feel angry about something. I allowed all of that to come through, but I had the emotional intelligence and platforms and tools to be able to help me to deal with that and not allow it to consume. So I allowed for it to be a lesson that although was really heavy at times and hard at times, played a big role in helping me become who I am today as a coach to other business women in their menopause journey. And that's massive, okay? I chose to take a higher frequency than a lower one. And it would have been easier to take a lower one and to retaliate, of course. But taking that higher frequency was one of the biggest, most successful parts to me then being able to enhance who I was and who I am today. So let's talk about how we can choose a higher frequency and a brighter future. And often when life throws challenges or hard times at us, It's an opportunity for us to rise above and reach for a better version of us. These difficult moments can serve as a powerful springboard at times to a more enlightened path. And you know by now that I'm big into energy work and creating inner resilience. There's that word again. And one of the most essential aspects of embracing when things feel hard in life is recognising that it often means that we are growing. Growth rarely happens in comfort zones. Yeah, it's in the midst of adversity that we learn, that we evolve, that we become stronger, more resilient, capable, worthy individuals. But without that inner resilience and emotional intelligence, we will lash out in adversity rather than step back and assess. We will shout, swear, show aggression in ways that afterwards feels a bit shameful and regretful at times. Find ourselves apologising. But you should respond in situations in ways that your soul energy understands. So if none of this makes sense to you, it's fine. (laughs) It will. If and only if you open to doing the inner work and improving your own emotional intelligence. So I want to look at how we can become more emotionally intelligent and better equipped to deal with life's challenges. I want to give you five practical ways to develop your emotional intelligence and to understand that this is something that each and every one of us has. We've maybe just forgotten about how to invoke it, how to use it. So first, we want to look at the practice of self-awareness. Okay, first of five, self-awareness and practicing it. Taking time to reflect on your own emotions, what you feel, yeah, understand what triggers them and what becomes more in tune with you in your inner peaceful world. 
Here, the self-awareness can help you choose your responses more consciously. And one of the biggest questions that you can ask yourself is, how does that feel? Or how do I feel in a certain situation? Yeah, someone fails to hold the door open for you and your hands are full and you, instead of tutting or saying something negative back to them, they may not have even realised they had done it. Instead, we can say, how do I feel in this moment? Okay, I feel a bit pissed off they did that. I feel a little bit annoyed that they didn't help me through the door. But equally, I fully understand that maybe they're dealing with some really heavy stuff right now. You know, maybe they're in bereavement and grief. Maybe they are so stressed that they do not see what is happening outside of their own space. So in that reflective moment that we take before we respond, we are able to appreciate and understand what feels right for us in that moment of response. Secondly, work on your empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and share your feelings and the feelings of others. Yeah, it's a crucial aspect of emotional intelligence because by developing empathy and understanding and sharing feelings of others, you can connect with people on a deeper level and navigate this kind of interpersonal relationship way more effectively. Number three of five, managing your emotions. This is probably the biggest one. It's essential to be able to regulate your emotions and prevent them from controlling your actions. Your emotions will control your actions. So techniques like mindfulness and deep breathing can help you stay calm and collected during hard, difficult, challenging times. And one of my very own techniques is to use my words. So I'm going to go on to this in a moment and and probably put this into point four, which is about communication skills. But if I feel triggered by someone or a situation, I will always look at taking a breath, even if it's just one, before I respond or say anything. One breath. I will then express that through something like words. Let's use a recent example, actually, of one of my teenage twin daughters who was on her period and she's still learning how to manage her own emotions during that heightened emotional and hormonal time. She'd had a very abrupt outburst and after around 20 minutes of consistent shouting from her, slamming doors, multiple verbal insults, I was feeling my own anger rising. There's only so much we can take. And instead of getting into a shouting competition with a hormonal teenager, I opted to use my words at normal voice tone and simply invited her to, can you please remove yourself from my energy at this time? I'm not enjoying this. The invitation was for her to stop and to take her energy elsewhere. And it's usually followed by a shut up mum and stomping but it is respected and she will leave the situation. And then there's normally an apology and we have a chat, but this is about us being able to take that control around what we feel we need. So initially is taking that managing of emotions through what can you do to manage emotions before you respond? And then point four, which beautifully dovetails into this, around communication skills. So having the clear and empathetic communication can resolve many issues and misunderstandings. Learning how we get to express ourselves effectively and listen actively can enhance our emotional intelligence. So when my daughter's having an emotional outburst, straight away I can hear that there are little clues coming through as to why she's feeling that way. So being able to say something like, I understand you're feeling upset and angry with, insert situation, and that's valid. Do you want to talk about it? Always inviting, never telling or dictating. 
I also find this is a great question to ask yourself or a loved one that's struggling with emotional outbursts as well. What's one thing you can do to help lift your energy and frequency right now? If that feels too long-winded for you, then what's one thing that you can do to help you feel happier right now? So when we think about all of this, we then go finally into our resilience practice. Point five. And resilience is the ability to bounce back from setbacks and adapt to challenges or change. Okay, you all do it. Every single one of us has overcome challenges and change at points in our life. So each of us that are listening to this right now are resilient human beings. We have to be to adapt and to survive. So developing resilience can help you embrace the hard times in life and see it as an opportunity for growth. So in summing all of this up right now, we've covered a lot, (laughs) but embracing the challenges in life and recognising that hard isn't always bad is a powerful way to live a more fulfilled and meaningful life. We have the choice on how we respond positively or negatively or in between to how we raise our frequency and recognise that growth comes through in adversity And by working on our own emotional intelligence levels, we can navigate these challenges with grace and with wisdom. And as we do that, we evolve and grow further. And in time, it becomes so much easier to navigate and manage the difficult times because actually we've built such an emotionally resilient inner self. So I hope that this episode has helped to spark even just one single thought in your own mind that can help you with this. If you find hard overpowers your day. Remember, you have complete choice in how you choose to respond and react. It is through learning these techniques that you will be able to overcome more powerfully and quicker. You'll be able to face adversity. You'll be able to raise your vibrational frequency more often. And it doesn't mean that you won't have outbursts from time to time. Okay, we all have those moments. I call it poking the bear. And we'll say to the girls quite often when they are relentlessly shouting at me or at Sean that they're poking the bear, which is our code phrase in this household for I'm getting triggered and you need to stop. Okay, girls, you're poking the bear. And they know what that means because they've been on the other side of the bear's reaction before I learned my techniques for emotional intelligence and being able to be very resilient in response. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. Remember, the difficulties you face are your stepping stones to a brighter future. Hard does not always mean bad. And choosing your response wisely, don't forget to work on your emotional intelligence. That would be the number one thing I would leave you with today as a tool in your toolbox. So stay tuned for more insightful episodes. And until next time, keep unlocking the potential that lies within you. It is there. You are worthy of it. So allow it to come through. And if you're interested in doing some emotional intelligence work with me, please contact me for further details. I have amazing tools and community opportunities for you right now. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. 
because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.